all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to him just as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the message I'm prepared to receive will make me more like the great I am. I am blessed and I am favored in Jesus' name. Pray with me. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for the word we're about to receive. Customize, tailor, make it for us, your people, that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. Now is the time for the saints of the Most High God to rise up and to possess the kingdom. That's heaven's attributes on earth. We're not dying to get over there. We're living well to bring over there down here. And we pray that you do it now. Even in how we look at loss in Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, this is going to be good for you today. This is going to be good for you today. You can be seated. Normally, I'd have you look at a scripture here. We're going to look at several in today's message. So keep your Bible or your smartphone or your iPad or your jitterbug or whatever or what have you uh, real close to you. In today's message, I want to revolutionize how we look at loss. Say, I need to change how I look at loss. I want to use today's song, and some of y'all went, uh, couldn't even relate to the song because they had real instruments on the song, and you used to fake music where they used computer instruments and computer-generated uh, uh, voices, and so you ain't even used to hearing real singing. That touch your neighbor said that was real music back then. Anybody remember real music where they had real instruments and a real band, and you actually had to sing to get a record deal in those days? It's a little different now. You just need to know how to work the laptop. But back then, you used to know how to sing. You used to have to be able to play an instrument. But I want to use today's song as a substratum from which to build upon. I Lost Everything I Ever Loved was released in 1969 by David Ruffin, who's famous as lead singer on Temptation songs like My Girl and Ain't Too Proud to Beg. This sad song, touch your neighbor, say it was a sad song. It was a sad song. It chronicles a man that was raised as an only child, losing his parents, losing his grandmother, losing his dog to the wheels of an automobile, being an orphan and losing someone he loved. Watch this, that didn't love him back. And he says in the song that the odds are against him. But I got to tell somebody, when you're a Christian, the odds are not against you. The odds are for you. How five somebody say, I don't know about you, but the odds are for me. What's this? Discernment now. We, we, we need discernment to be able to know the difference between the two. And discernment, we learned uh, uh, last week, uh, in, is the Greek word diachrisis, which is distinguished between lookalikes that seem the same but are different. And all loss may look the same, but it's not the same. Watch this, because some is unnecessary loss, but watch this. This is for your neighbor, but some is just seed sown. 
You didn't hear what I just said. Some of what you go through is just you being dumb and losing because uh, you were being dumb. But some of it wasn't lost at all. It was just you sowing seed. But it looked like loss. You didn't know it was seed. Touch your neighbor and say, this is going to bless you in a moment. Psalm 119, 125, we learned in the message somebody's watching, uh, or last week rather, uh, teaches us that we can pray for discernment so we don't only have to learn by hindsight, that's looking back, but we can have foresight, that means to see in advance through his insight, which is discernment. Touch your neighbor and say, you need discernment. Oh, yes, you need discernment, and you don't need just partial discernment. We need the kind of discernment the Apostle Paul described in Philippians 1, 9 when he said, And this I pray that your love may abound or grow still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Say all discernment. This implies that your discernment can be partial, which means you can discern this, but you're oblivious to that. You understand this, but you're oblivious to that. This makes sense, but you don't understand this. You keep getting with that when you should have gotten with this. You keep making this mistake over and over again because your discernment is partial. It's like having blindness on the side of your eyes to where you can only see what's in front of you, but you miss this thing over here that was in your blind spot. But I tell you to touch your neighbor and say, I prayed for this sermon and I receive it. Yes, I do. Oh, yes, Abdul. So I'm going to be able to understand when I experience loss, I'll be able to know whether it was unnecessary loss or whether or not it was just seed sown. Because if it was just seed sown, I ain't got no business crying over it. It was just a seed in the ground. Touch your neighbor and say, this is going to be good for us today. You're going to talk to him at least seven more times at this 9.15 a.m. experience. I hope you like who you're sitting next to. If not, just do how some church folk do. Just smile at him and just wait. Do like this here. Now, uh, first, I want to deal with unnecessary loss. Say unnecessary loss. Now, this is important because uh, when we deal with this concept of unnecessary loss, the French emperor Napoleon said this. He said, do not interfere with an enemy when they are in the process of destroying themselves. Watch this. And for far too many people up to today, you've been both the villain and the hero in your life. Meaning that you created the problem and then solved the same problem that you created. But that dichotomy, I'm telling you, ends today. I wish I could get some faith in this room. That dichotomy ends today. No longer are you going to have to be the hero to the problems you created. I wish you'd high five your neighbor and say that dichotomy ends today. Yes, it does. In case you don't understand what a dichotomy is, it means on the same coin, there's two sides to the coin that are opposing one another. And for far too long, you've been both the conqueror and you've been the one that's having the conquest at the same time. You've been both the villain and the hero. But today, I speak it into your life. That's over. No more unnecessary loss in your life. Somebody shout if you believe it. When you watch this, when you're both the hero, be seated for a moment. When you're both the hero and the villain, you experience unnecessary loss. So here's what you'll say. The devil stole it from me when the truth is you gave it to him. But without discernment, you won't know whether or not it's unnecessary loss or seed sown because they look the same, but they have different results. Are you still here? Now, now watch this. I want to give you three things real quickly that create unnecessary loss. The first is pride. Pride is emotion whose negative connotation is seen in Proverbs 16, 18 as an inflated sense of one's status or accomplishments. You think you're something because back in 84 you were. You think you're something because last year you were. Okay, watch this now. It, it, it means it's used synonymously with hubris and being hubris is being overconfident and arrogant. You're overconfident. Watch this when you procrastinate. 
I'm going to help somebody because, see, you just call it procrastination. God says you're prideful. You're prideful because you think you got it like that to wait till the last minute to do it. And then when you have tell it, you can put another word for tell right there if you wanted to. Then when you have tell it, then you end up creating your own problem. And then you get mad that you didn't score well, but you didn't score well because you waited till the last minute because you were arrogant. Y'all not saying nothing to me. But today, yes, sir, preach, Bishop. Watch this. It's overconfidence. It's arrogance. And arrogance is a sense of superiority. I don't have to follow the rules because I'm better than the rules. I don't have to follow order because I'm better than order. I, okay, it got real quiet in the church. I don't have to do this because of this and that. Watch this. Uh, but then it also means uh, a self-centered, selfish, and entitled. Self-centered means I don't care that it affects you. I only care about me. Being self-centered borderlines being sociopathic. And when you're a sociopath, you need a doctor. Because you don't care how your actions affect anybody. If you got a bad attitude to, with everybody else, and I'm going to tell you that's prideful. If you stepped, on, if you stubbed your toe, well, woe unto anybody that's on your path. And I'm going to tell you, you create unnecessary loss when you act that way. When you're entitled, here's the way you think. I have a right to act this way, and you have to deal with it. Watch this, watch this. Even some folk will play this with you that are around you. I have a right to act this way and you have to deal with it if you love me. You must be crazy. Love don't act a fool and love ain't got to take that. You better get your act. I'm preaching to somebody. You better get your act together because baby, you'll find out there's a little Beyonce spirit in me. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I'll find another you in a minute. Matter of fact, everything in the box to the left shut your neighbor say don't act like that with people don't act like that pride is coupled with stubbornness which the bible calls being stiff necked which means you're difficult to deal with people avoid you because it's too difficult to deal with you because you're stiff necked they'd much rather do it themselves than ask you to do it because you have a stank attitude And watch this, being stiff-necked means you refuse to change, although there's good reason that you should change. So you didn't lose everything you ever loved, yet it's they fault. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Now, if I had time to teach you the way I wanted to, what's interesting about David Ruffin singing this particular song is that David Ruffin's life ended with him uh, dying of uh, complications from a cocaine overdose. And $300,000 was missing off of his body from the tour that he just got off of. Wait a minute. His pride made him think that because he was on a high place, that he could go get high with some other people. Not realizing when he left the high place to go to the low place, that the people in the low place were going to keep him in the low place. But I don't have time to work that the way I want to work it. I'm just trying to tell somebody, David Ruffin, one of, uh, one of his spouses or what girlfriend, I don't know what she was, one of the girls, one of the gals said about him that David, his whole life was chasing something in women and drugs and all of that that he was trying to get from his daddy and it never added up to what he never got from his daddy. 
But if you would have asked him that, I doubt he would have thought that. He probably would have just said, that's the way that I am. And I'm going to tell you that that's a prideful attitude. When you walk around, this is how I am, baby. It doesn't mean it's right. Well, it doesn't offend me. Well, maybe it should. Well, it don't bother me. Well, maybe it should. You can't walk around with a prideful attitude because Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride creates falls and falls in the Hebrew of the word shaber, which means affliction, breach, breaking, bruises, crashing, and hurt. And all of those are unnecessary loss. But to day high five your neighbor say i release my pride i release my pride is stolen your money it's stolen cars it's stolen houses it's taken jobs but today you better lay your hands on yourself and say pride come up out of me and if you don't think you have any you're the most prideful sucker up in here but the second thing that creates unnecessary losses poisonous people say poisonous people Poison. Poison. Now, I got a bottle of poison. Watch this. Some of y'all sisters look like this. Some of y'all's brothers look like this. Some of y'all's mamas look like this. Some of y'all's cousins. It's leaking. Look, the poison and leaked out the bottle. Get this here poison before it gets on this good church suit. Bless the name of Jesus. Touch your neighbor and say, watch out for poisonous people. Okay, watch this. Poisonous people cause unnecessary loss because you can't control what their poison does once you ingest it. And think of poison like having a little bit of dog waste in your brownies. Now, now, now anybody like brownies or sweets or anything like that? Cake, okay, cookies, cake, pump, okay, what was it? All right, here's the point. Think about somebody saying, oh, uh, 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 Ruffy, what, give me a dog name. Who? Gunny, Gunny, um, Win Dixie. Well, in that case, this is called it the Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly Rufus. Uh, uh, he left a little extra something for you in your brownies. That ain't fudge. Now, would you care that was just a little bit? Would you be like, oh, it's just a little bit. It ain't that much. No, you'd be like, if it's any of it in there, that's too much. Tell him, he said, that's too much. It's the same way with poisonous people. You keep saying, well, they didn't say that much, but that little bit is too much. Oh, God. This happened in Acts 14 and 2. It says this, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their mind against the brethren. Watch this. But the unbelieving Jews, church people that wouldn't act right, stirred up the non-church people and poisoned their mind against the church people. Brethren here specifically means against the apostles, which means they turn them against the leadership. Touch your neighbor and say, be careful with poisonous people. Poisonous people, watch this, can have close proximity to you. And you'll lose unnecessarily when you listen to poisonous people. And often, watch this, poisonous people, their influence is subtle. And that's why 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says it like this. Do not be deceived. Now, why would he say do not be deceived? He say do not be deceived because he says, in essence, you're being poisoned and you don't even know it. You thought, well, I just sat there and listened. I didn't say nothing back. But all of their negativity and their poison has now been ingested in your spirit, which means now it's in your subconscious, which means your mind may not be actively thinking about it, but when you lay down that evening, it's going to be playing in the background in your mind. And now all of a sudden, you were sure about something on Sunday morning, but by Sunday night, you let some poison, poison get all 
up in you and now you're confused and you're befuddled and now you got all these mental issues and you call it the devil and God says it was poisonous people. Can I keep working it here? He says evil company in the Greek evil company means poisoned and foul people. Used to be, you don't need God. You don't need good church. You don't need no pastor. You don't need to tithe. You don't need to serve. You know what? I don't like this about that church. I don't like this about that preacher. I don't like that. Because you're poisonous. You don't like nothing about nobody that knows what you are. I'm going to help my own self since ain't nobody else going to help me. Preach, Bishop. Yes, sir. Watch this now. Say, watch out for poisonous people. It says it corrupts good habits. Corrupts in the Greek means it wastes and causes to perish. Which means you started doing great, but then all your great is wasted because a poisonous person stole it from you. I know I'm preaching. Y'all the only ones don't know that. Everybody else hear your bishop be like, that man is preaching. I'd be like, I wish somebody would tell my church that. Whoops, did I say that on the mic? Oh, well. Say good habits. He says, do not be deceived. He said, you're being poisoned and you don't even know it. He says, poisonous people will waste your good habits. What's a good habit? A good habit is something good you've been doing consistently, but their poison interrupts it. You were coming to church consistently and their poison interrupted it. You were serving faithfully and their poison interrupted it. You were doing what you were supposed to do and their poison interrupted it. But I believe today that if some of y'all, you just going to kick the poisonous folks up out of your life. And watch this. You ain't got to have an announcement to tell them you kicking them out your life. Just, just do it and let it be done. You don't call me no more. I know I don't call you no more because you poison. Uh, you don't come around no more baby I don't want to come around you no more let me tell you why Romans 16 17 tells you how to deal with poisonous people now I urge you brethren note that means mark those who cause divisions and offenses poisonous people contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and what does the Bible say avoid them don't talk to them don't counsel them see some of y'all got illegal counseling businesses you are not a licensed counselor and you haven't counseled intervention sessions don't counsel them. Don't intervene with them. No, the Bible says don't negotiate with them. The Bible says do one thing and one thing only. Avoid them. Why? Because they're going to make you experience unnecessary loss and you'll call it the devil and God will say you gave it to him. So now when you pray and just restore everything, God says I can't restore it because you gave it. And then finally, the third thing that causes unnecessary loss, am I helping anybody here? Is poorly handled pain. Pain is handled poorly when you are preoccupied by it. And one of the synonyms of the word preoccupied is being absent. So when pain is handled poorly, anybody ever been through some painful stuff? We've all been through some painful stuff. Matter of fact, some of you are going through some painful stuff right now. Let me help you with this. Uh, when pain is handled poorly, you become absent. From keeping God first in your time, that's church attendance. Your talent, that's serving in church treasure, that's giving your tithes, offerings, first fruits. Your testimony, that's inviting people to church. And your thirst, that's your prayer, praise, and worship. Get the CD, I know I'm going fast. And are preoccupied with your problems and distracted by your dilemmas. Watch this, you'll say stuff like this. I ain't been in church for a while, I've just been going through a lot. Help, help me understand what sense that makes on Mars. Let's get this straight. You're going to leave the hospital to go get well. That, that's what you're saying? Okay, that's like saying, you know what? I ain't take my to the car to the mechanic because I got to work on it. How many levels of stupidity do you need? Now, don't look at, now, look, look, touch your neighbor and say, don't get arrogant with it. 
Because truth be told, some folk done done that up in here. But what I love about God, and since we've all done it, if we're hearing a word like this today, that means he's not giving up on you. That means he's not throwing in the towel on you. That means you still got one more chance. Jesus, Jesus, give me one more chance. Touch your neighbor and say, he'll give you another chance. All right, watch this now. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When you get distracted with your dilemmas and you're preoccupied with your problems, here's what you do. You end up suppressing the pain, but it doesn't remove the pain. It means the pain won. You'll say, I'm over it, but you're not over it. You just don't see it. You say, I've dealt with it, but you haven't dealt with it. It's just out of sight, so it's out of mind. But the moment it's back in sight, it's all up on your mind. This is why I tell people, listen, 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 when you're dealing with stuff, listen, listen, you know, I walk people through it and say, listen, this is how you need to handle it. Because I say, you trying to be superwoman, trying to be Karen White song. I'm superwoman, all this here. Some of y'all remember that was a, this is Denver. I forgot. That was... She was a soul singer, R&B, soul singer a few years ago. She talking about being a superwoman, making coffee in the morning, stuff like that. It's probably Folgers, I don't know. It's pre-Starbucks, I don't know. All right, now, now, now watch this, watch this. Touch your neighbor, say, handle your pain properly. Let's try the other neighbor, say, handle your pain properly. Now, 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 now watch this. I suggest you get the painkiller series to help you navigate through how to properly handle painful experiences because if you don't, you'll experience unnecessary loss because you're distracted. And distracted drivers are dangerous. Distracted drivers kill people every day because watch this. They think they can handle something their own way, not realizing it's making them take their focus off of the important thing and they're putting their focus on the unimportant thing and they're majoring in the minors and they're minoring in the majors. And so now they wreck their car and you can't call that the devil. It's just that you were distracted. But today I'm here to speak into somebody's life. I don't care what painful experiences you're facing. I'm here to announce to you that God's given you a grace to handle it properly touch your neighbor say handle your pain properly now three things three things what was the first thing what was the first thing pride was the second thing poisonous people what was the third thing poorly handle pain what do those things do they make you experience unnecessary loss are you hearing what i'm saying that's not seed sown that's unnecessary loss but today now why do you do that bishop Foreman? because i need you to stop thinking well i'm working on it stop having the mentality of i'm working on it and have the mentality of i got it done you ever met somebody that's always working on something 10 years ago i'm working on this business man man i'm gonna get this done man you've been working on it for 10 years you ain't working on it you talking about it and there's a difference between being about it and talking about it well i believe in our church we got a church full of people that don't just talk about it but they are about it and they make it happen so when i say things like but today i'm getting you to join your faith with my faith so that it's not five years down the road but it's five minutes from now so maybe pride caused you some unnecessary loss maybe poisonous people caused you some unnecessary loss and maybe poorly handling painful experiences caused you some unnecessary loss but watch this but today shut your neighbor say but today I believe that God has the power to turn. Just your neighbor say, I know he'll turn it. I know he'll turn it. Let me prove it to you. Watch the power of God even if you cause yourself unnecessary loss. How many people, we'll be honest, we've caused ourselves unnecessary loss. From those three things, unnecessary loss. You gave up on stuff because somebody that never accomplished something told you you couldn't accomplish nothing. Somebody introduced doubt into you that you did not have before. 
Now, let's just check the room. How many of us have all experienced unnecessary loss? Wave at me. All right, all right, all right. Touch your neighbor and say, but God. Watch the power of God, even if you cause yourself unnecessary loss in life. When he begins to be put first in your time, church attendance, talent, serving in the church, testimony, inviting people to the church, thirst, prayer, praise, worship, treasure, giving your tithes, offerings, first fruits. He'll turn it for your good. So the unnecessary loss becomes nothing more than an expensive lesson learned. Bishop, how do you know this? Joel 2.25. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust is eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. Now, you may not understand the significance of Joel 2 and 25. Joel 2 and 25. You may not understand the significance of the two, so let me help you understand it. Touch your neighbor and say, let me help you do this. A locust is a Hebrew idiom for a bad decision. So he says, I'll restore to you the years that your bad decisions took from you. Why does he say it's my army I sit amongst you? Because God says, I could have intervened, but I needed you to learn. Touch your neighbor and say, you're going to learn today. God says, I could have blocked you from making a bad decision, but I need you to feel the pain of that so that you won't do it again. Would you give God praise that sometimes he gets out of the way and lets you make a bad decision, but he lets you do it because he loves you? Now, watch this, watch this. He says, I will restore to you the years. Watch this. God restores the wasted time and energy, not necessarily the stuff. A lot of times in church, people talk about God, oh, it's restoration time, restoration time. Lord, restore my marriage. It was busted. So why do you want him to restore that? If anything, he needs to make it better. Lord, 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 just, Lord, restore my joy. It wasn't that great before. You don't, restore means take it back to where it was. Well, if it wasn't in a great place, you don't want it to go back to that place. You want it to be in a brand new place. So God says, I'm not restoring stuff. I'm restoring time. Bishop, what does that mean? All the energy you wasted on that, this, and the other, God says, I'm going to give you that energy back. All of the focus you lost on this, that, and the other, I'm going to give you that energy back. He said, I'm going to restore to you the year. I wish you'd prophesy to your neighbor, push him on the shoulder, and say, God will restore the years. Yeah, even if they were caused by unnecessary loss, God says, watch me restore the year. Is there anybody at this worship experience that is glad you serve a God that even if you mess up, and we've all messed up, he says, I'll give you the time I'm going to tell you, if you're 40, it ain't too late. If you're 50, it ain't too late. If you're 60, it ain't too late. If you're 70, it ain't too late. If you're 80, it ain't too late. If you're 90, it's not too late. If you're 100, it's not too late. 110, it's not too late. 120, you only got about five years left. The Bible says 120, 125 if you're strong. As if you have your good spinach drinks every day and all this here. If you're 20, it's not too late. If you're 30, it's not too late. Touch your neighbor, it's not too late. No, he says, I'll restore to you the time, but I'm going to have to be first. That's the prerequisite. And until I'm first, I'm not giving you nothing. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes Christians, I was talking to a pastor uh, yesterday. Sometimes Christians have this mentality, well, God, I'm a Christian, so everything should be going good in my life. Okay, but here's the problem, though. You don't serve. You don't tithe. You have come. Why is he obligated to do something for you and you do nothing that he said to do? Parents, parents, if your child didn't follow any of your rules, when you get that tuition bill, 
you're going to be like, be encouraged, son. Be encouraged, though. Well, I thought you loved me. I do. My love is free, but me paying for this tuition, it has a fee. And the fee is called responsibility. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I, I could give you another example, but for the sake of time, I, I won't give you another example, but I kind of want to give you another example. Okay, it's like, it's like you, you not going to work. When you do go to work, you have a bad attitude. And while you're there, you don't follow any of the procedures. And every time your boss talks to you, your boss just like, you know, has to go pray in the Holy Ghost to get enough strength to even stomach dealing with you. And then on Friday, you'd be like, where my check at? Where your check? I deducted all of my time I spent. Well, I'm going to take you to court. Well, good luck fighting. We'll see who runs out of money first. Now, what's the point? You can't have an expectation of God to do all of these things and he not be first. Now, touch your neighbor and say, that's not perfection. It's faithfulness. What's the difference? The difference is real simple. Perfection means I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying to do everything right. Everything. Faithfulness says I'm going to do the best I can do. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to get right back up and get right back on my focus. Do you see the difference between the two? Touch your neighbor and say, God's not looking for perfection. He is looking for faithfulness. All right, watch this. So now, watch this. We understand that even if we've had unnecessary loss, God can restore to us the what? The years, the time, the energy, the focus. Now, but remember, everything isn't necessarily unnecessary loss because when you are a Christian, so let me talk to those that keep God first in your time. Church attendance, talent, serving in the church, thirst, prayer, praise, and worship, treasure, your tithes, offerings, first fruits, and testimony, inviting uh, people to church. Nothing is ever wasted or lost. It is sown. Okay, uh, m- m- maybe, it's, maybe it's just a few, but for those that keep him first, are there anybody like that in here? You ain't perfect, but you're faithful. Where, where we at? Where we at? Where? We are not perfect. I sure am not, but I am faithful. You're going to watch me put my feet down and put one in front of the other, one in front of the other, one in front of the other. I might get knocked back, but I'm going to keep on going. Baby, I'm like the energizer bunny. I just keep going and going and going and going. Where are y'all at? I just need to know where y'all at. Okay, all right. Now, watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Uh, Then that means when he's first, it's not wasted or lost. It's sown. Say it wasn't wasted. Wasn't lost. It's sown. A few years ago, I remember I was sitting asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, throughout my uh, endeavors in ministry, I said, Lord, you know, I'm kind of a little disappointed, Lord, and some places I've invested my time, places more specifically people. Uh, and I said, Lord, I'm looking at the investment of my time and I'm looking at the return of my investment. And I'm like, God, this, this is, you know, why did I even do it? It's quiet in the church. You got some folk like that in your life right now. You're thinking, God, dog, I just sat up and wasted all that time. God, dog, I could have been cleaning my toes. I could. Because I didn't even like you was going to do something that much more. more, more just, uh, I could have just been doing something for me. Y'all not saying nothing. Versus doing something for you. I could have been building a better me. And I remember asking the Lord a few years ago. And I said, Lord, I said, Lord, I'm just, I said, Lord, I'm just so, this is, this is disgusting. kids ministry thing this is disgusting god i said this is just this kids ministry thing 
Lord, this is, I said, Lord, I'm just, I'm just so disgusted. I just said, I said, Lord, all this time I wasted. He said, son. I said, yes, sir. Is that what you think you did? I said, well, that's the way it looks, sir. You don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. And faith in the Greek is pistis, which means the truth. He said, son, you wasn't wasting nothing. You were sowing everything. Watch this. So that the ones I send you, you won't even have to do the work and they'll get the principle. And that's why the Lord got rid of, okay, let, let me just, okay, let me just move on. Jesus God, let me be quiet here. He said, he said, he said, son, you didn't waste it. You sowed it. I said, is that what I did? He said, mm-hmm. Psalm 126, 5. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. I'm going to say it again. Those who sow in tears shall reap how? In joy. Watch this. A harvest will be both different and greater than your seed. Now, corn seed doesn't look like an ear of corn. Watermelon seed doesn't look like a watermelon. Tears don't look like joy. He said, if you sow tears, the harvest I'm going to give you is a harvest of joy. Now, here's the, ink, here's, here's the conundrum. If I sow tears, shouldn't I get more tears? That's true if God's not first in your time, talent, thirst, treasure, and testimony. But when he's first, God says, no, what I'll do is turn that thing so that although you sow tears, I think I got some witnesses in here. Won't he give you joy? And joy is not like happiness. Because for happiness, you got to have something good happening. But joy says, I can be right in the middle of a valley just smiling. I can be right in the middle of drama, chaos, and confusion. And people saying, why are you smiling? Why are you clapping? Why are you praising? Because I sow tears. But because he's first, he gave me joy. High five your neighbor and say, won't he do that? So tears, that's loss. It looks like loss. He says, if you can sow, watch this now, what looks like loss. See why you need discernment to know the difference between the two. He says, it looks like you lost. That's what I was saying to him a few years ago. I said, Lord, I just lost all that time. I said, Lord, I could have just been doing something else. I just am so angry that I lost the time. I don't mind spending time on places I'm going to get a return. But to spend my time on idiots is annoying. Don't look at me with that tone of face like you ain't never called somebody an idiot or some other adjectives. It's quiet in the church. Now, 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 now watch this, watch this, watch this. If I sow tears, which is loss, God says when I'm first, you're not going to get more tears, but, but you're going to get joy. Watch this. The harvest is different and it's greater than the seed. It's different and it's greater. Okay, maybe try this side of the church. It's different and it's greater. It's different and it's greater. Somebody say it's different and it's greater. So watch this. Let me show you how the meat makes its own gravy. Any cooks in the house? Any people can cook real good? Any people where other people say you can cook really good? Not you say you can cook real good. Because everybody be like, oh, I'd be burnt bishop. I mean, that was the best hamburger helper I ever had. (laughs) 
Shucky ducky quack quack. Okay, that's what we're going with. Watch this now. Verse 6, here it is. He, well now, watch this. Now, anybody put God first in those areas? Anybody you didn't before today, but from this day forward, just be honest. Ain't no sense in, see, look at y'all, just getting all religious. That's fine. That's good. We got video footage of everybody. Watch all the fingers go up. It's going to look like a slave convention. Everybody putting their fingers up. Now, watch this. Say, I keep God first. In my time, my talent, my testimony, my treasure. Got it? And my thirst. So if you do that, this verse applies to you. So touch your neighbor and say, this verse is for us. Now get real deep country on them say, this is for us. He, say that's me. Who continually goes forth weeping. What's weeping? Loss. So it looks. Okay, it's quiet, 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 quiet. He who keeps looking like they're losing. Because I'm first, they're not losing. What are they doing? They're just bearing seed for sowing. Which means they lied on you, God said that's a seed. They stole from you, God said that's a seed. You did your part, they didn't do their part, God said that's a seed. You were faithful, God said that's a seed. He who continually goes forth weeping, what are you really doing? You're throwing seed on the ground. I wish you to shake three people around you and say that's seed, that's seed, that's seed. He who continually goes forth weeping, what is he doing? He's bearing seed for sowing. Read this next part. You read it, one, two, ready, read Stop. Let's read it like one big old choir. One, two, ready, read. Okay, okay. Y'all don't even know when to shout. That's okay. Let me teach you. Leave the verse up. He who continually goes forth weeping, a loss you didn't cause. Anybody ever experienced some loss you didn't cause? Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. He says, uh, you're weeping. You got tears, you have loss. He says, but because I'm first is what's implied. If I had time to go through the entire chapter, I would, but I don't. Uh, He says, because I'm first, what that actually is, isn't loss. It's seed. What's this? God says, I'm making you produce seed. I'm making you produce seed through what you're calling loss, but it's not loss, it's really seed. I'm making you produce seed because you asked me for a harvest. You asked me for it to be on 10 this year, to have the best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. So since you asked me for that last year, you asked me to serve. So since you asked me for all of that, I let you experience some loss, but the loss wasn't what it looked like. The loss was really See, first up, please. He says, you shall how? Doubtless. Which means, in other words, God says, take this verse to the bank. Because this check is going to cash every day, all day. You shall doubtless return with what? Rejoicing. I sold loss. I got joy. 
You showed loyalty. They were disloyal to you. God going to give you the company. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not, hearing, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. My harvest is different and it's greater than my seed. He shall doubtless come again. Whenever people say stuff to me that perhaps they didn't realize how they said it before they came out of their mouth, I say, come again. Say again. Who are you talking to? Parents, try that with your kids sometimes. I ain't going to school. Say again, babe. Uh, yes, ma'am, I apologize. I, I'm going to school right now. The Lord is moving in my spirit to get to school. I feel a strong draw to the holy school of the Lord. Yeshiva in Hebrew. Oh, okay, that's what I thought, baby. All right. Go and eat your Pop-Tart. Y'all try that. Y'all try that. Y'all try that. One of your coworkers getting a little extra. Be like, say again, babe. Now, I'm from the South, so we say babe on the inside. Don't say that. You get sexual harassment. Stuff like that. Just be like, Come again. Say again. Now, watch this. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. He said, come again. In other words, God said, why are you still crying? Why are you still looking at this as lost? Bishop, they walked out. They left you because they were not of you because if they were of you, they would have remained with you. That's what 1 John says. Why are you crying over that? You ought to thank God you just got saved from a betrayal. I feel like preaching in here to somebody. What you crying about, you ought to be glad God saved you from a Judas. They was plotting and conniving in the background. So God said, I'm going to kick them up out the foreground. That's why whenever people disappear randomly, I shout. You know why? Because I said, the Lord just kicked Judas up out the building. Say, come again. He shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing good seeds with him. Watch this, I'm through. Seed and weeping are together, which means that great things happen for those who keep doing their part even after experiencing disappointments. Because it's seed. Now, what is doing my part? It means I keep him first in my time, my talent, my thirst, my treasure, and my testimony. I keep him first there even after I'm disappointed. Watch this. You ever given and then had a, what seemed like a financial setback? Watch this. Here's the test. Do you keep giving even after being disappointed? You ever been loyal to somebody to discover that they had a spirit of disloyalty? And you're like, see, I ain't going to be loyal to nobody no more. No, 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 no. You just need to make sure you pick your loyalties correctly. You don't be loyal to a snake. They bite. Okay, all right, I got to close this. I got to close. And I'm getting ready to close. I'm getting ready to close. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Can you keep doing your part, keeping out first in those areas, even after being disappointed? Even after, even after, watch this, you love God, love people, love life. It seems like life hates you. People hate you. And you're like, God, I just, sir, are you mad? I remember years ago, I remember years ago I was sitting, it was like a scene from the, the original Ten Commandments movie, not the newfangled one, the old one. The one where you could watch it, go to sleep, eat, go back to sleep, wake up, and it's still on. In fact, they ain't even left Egypt yet. <laughs> You'd be like, they on plague four. My God, it's been on for 14 hours. 
I remember one time in the mood, I was in, I was in my bedroom, I remember, and I said, God, I said, God, I said, are you mad at me? I said, why then hast thou given me this great burden to deal with it? You know, I had to put some good King James on it so the Lord heard it, you know. And he said, are you done? Well, Lord, I, you know, I just, are you done? Watch this. Come again? He said, listen, you weren't losing. You were sowing. And the more seeds you sow, watch it, the more harvest you have. Watch it, the more loss you think it is. So some of y'all, all the stuff that you lost, you need to be shouting about because that wasn't nothing but a big old seed. Y'all ain't even understanding what I'm saying. Just your neighbor said that wasn't nothing but a big old seed. Big old in the South just means big. That's all. Watch this, I'm through. Watch this, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. He says, he says, he says, seed and weeping, the scripture says, are together. Say they're together. Which means seed and weeping. Seed is loss. Loss is seed when he's first. When he's not first, it's unnecessary loss. When he's first, it's seed. So anything from this moment forward, it's seed when he's first. When he's first, loss is seed. Seed looks like loss, but it's really just seed because he's first. Y'all are a good church. Watch this. Psalm 126 is actually a song. Touch your neighbor and say, it's a song. Now, I don't know what kind of music you'd put the song to because there's no rhyming in the verse. Uh, you can't turn it around, can't make a chorus out of it. You know, you can't just move to it and then like this here. I, I don't know, but touch your neighbor and say, it is a song. And more specifically, it's a specific type of song. Like today we have different genres of music, different types of song. A ballad, uh, for example, is a slower type of song, a power ballad. Uh, all these songs have different meanings. But watch this now. Uh, this is particular song is called a song of ascent. Now, the song talking about, uh, I lost everything I ever loved. But since he was first, I wasn't losing it, it was seen. And in the Bible, Christians, y'all know where I'm getting ready to go with this, are likened to eagles. And eagles first descend in order to get the momentum to ascend. And if you stay focused by keeping God first in your time, your talent, your testimony, your thirst, and your treasure, the book says you're going to doubtlessly come again rejoicing. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And this year, since we're on 10, you might as well win. Somebody ought to give them a praise if you say, I might as well win. I might as well win. Shout about your own life. I might as well win. Now, now, now watch this, watch this. I got to close it here. This is only an introduction because I need to show you practical examples of the difference between the two. And I'll do that on Wednesday. So be here in the building so that you can receive that breakthrough. But one more thing before I go. Can I give you one more thing before I go? Can I give you one more thing before I go? Yeah, go to the store where they give you the bags. And on the bag, just say, come again. You know, it's, you know come, come again. And, and it's just, in essence, what they're saying, it's nice you spent $12.43 today. Come again and spend some more. Uh, 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 can, can I just give you one more thing real, real quick? The book says that he's going to bring his sheave with him. Uh, touch your neighbor and say, his sheaves. Now, notice it's more than one sheave. Now, I've taught you before about the Hebrew meaning of this word. But I decided to do something a little atypical for me. I said, well, what, 
what's the simple English meaning of that word? It means to redirect power. Okay, I, I, come get this mic and preach because these people ain't saying nothing to me. He says he's going to bring a redirection of power with him. You meant it for evil. I redirected it and it became epic. You thought it would kill me, but I redirected it, and it's what built me. You thought it would knock me down, but I redirected it, and it's what finally made me get up. You thought it would hurt me, but it really healed me. You, touch your neighbor and say, you better redirect that. Which means whatever looks like loss, you got to bring your sheep with you, which means you're going to have to redirect it. Say redirect. Okay, watch this, watch this. Real simple, and then we're going to shout. So redirection looks like this is that it came at me to do this to me. I, <laughs> I reversed it. <laughs> I redirected it. And it actually was the best thing that could have ever happened. What well, I said, in the song, he's crying about all these different things going on, sad, sad song. It's basically just an R&B country song. You know, country songs, they talk about, I lost this, I lost that, the dog gone, the frog gone, the hog gone, ain't nobody at the house, it's just me, I got my pickup truck, it's dirty, got to go wash it, but the, dry, uh, but the car wash is closed, you know, all this. <laughs> now, <why? laughs> and you're like, why don't you take it to the automatic car wash? Well, because I got those headlights at the top, and so they don't fit in the regular car wash, and so that's why I couldn't go. It's like, you wrote a song and made a million dollars off of that? Get me some boots and your hat, and I'm gonna be a country. But I'll be the first African African American country singer. Like, okay, well I'm gonna be the first bald headed uh, African American country singer. I'm gonna be like, come on, let's boot scoot and boogie right to the bank so we can build some campuses. Glory to Jesus, Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor, say redirect it. So watch this. So watch this. So watch this. Watch this. It looks like lost. This is my friend. That was my friend, Bishop. Evidently not. <laughs> You're the only one taught that. See, when people come and go in your life, you need to know what they're doing. They're coming to find out what you're doing, and then they're going to tell some other people what you're doing. When they come and go like that, you need to know what that's about. Uh, oh, I know I'm saying something right through here. So watch this. Oh, Bishop, my friend, my friend, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. You need to redirect it. You read it, Bishop, how do I redirect it? Now, I have wisdom that I didn't have before. So that wasn't nothing but a seed. Now, watch this. That's why there are certain folk you'll meet and you'll be like, I feel like I know you because your spirit has met them before. This is too deep to end this experience. Touch your neighbor and say, redirect it. So when they throw a brick at you, you may have to dodge the brick and then look at the brick, then go pick the brick up. And when they think you're going to throw it back at them, say, oh, I ain't that petty. I'm going to build my life with that brick. Shut your neighbor say, redirect it, redirect it. When they tell you you ain't going to be done, take that negativity, turn it into positivity and redirect it. Is there anybody in here that says, I'm going to redo? Touch your neighbor say, redirect it, redirect it, redirect it. I'm going to redirect your rejection and turn it into God's protection. I'm going to redirect your haterade and turn it into an elevator. And I'm out of time. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. 
It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.